Hello, my friends. And here we are again. Um, just when you thought it was the beginning of the end, or just when I thought it was the beginning of the end, uh, things seem to have to taken a turn for the worse. Uh, we want to be praying uh, that we see uh, a turnaround as the vaccines distributed and that all this horror comes to an end of deaths and what our health service are, are going through and others is, is horrific. But what I want to do uh, today is look forward uh, and look ahead. Uh, there's a proverb that says, uh, one translation is, without vision the people perish. And I think that in these days we need to recapture our vision uh, of, of where we're going, of what the Lord wants us to be and who the Lord wants us to be and what he wants us to do. And the question I want to ask and give a very brief answer to in a few minutes, it has to be brief, is what kind of church should we aim for and pray to be when normal life is resumed? What kind of church should we aim to be and pray to be when normal life is resumed? And uh, uh, the reason I think it's good to ask these questions, certainly about what sort of church should we be, not just what should we do, is because values as well as vision matter. Uh, values are, are who we are. Vision is where we're going, uh, the journey we're on, and vision is looking to the future. But values is what defines us. And in a local church and in churches, values really do matter. Pragmatism is good in the short term, but sometimes not terribly effective in the long term. Because if you don't know who you are, you will be tossed about left, right and centre. In a normal family, um, you're born with a DNA. Uh, but in, in a church, we actually need to... Uh, positively look at and build our DNA, build who we are. And also vision is about, hey, we're not going to stay here. This is this is what excites us. This is what gives us hope. This is what, what makes us get up in the morning. So vision and values matter. What kind of church do we want to be and where do we want to be going? First of all, I want to suggest a few things. We want to be, I want to suggest, Jesus-centred, biblically-based and spirit-led. Now, we could do a whole conference on that one sentence. We really could. Biblically-based, Jesus-centred and spirit-led. First of all, Jesus-centred. It really is all about him. Uh, we, the church, we exist for him. We do not exist first for us. He is the bridegroom, we are the bride. He is the initiator, we are the responder. Uh, he created us for himself. And, and if he's not the centre of all that we think and say and do and are, we have missed the plot. However slick we are, however elegant we are, however successful in inverted commas we are, if we miss, if it becomes about us, and in a world of celebrity, in a world of look at me, in a world of egomania, um, we need to be like John the Baptist. I've said it before, saying our motto is he must increase, we must decrease. 
we must make space for him. We point to him. It's not about him. Remember what John the Baptist said, um, that his, his shoelaces, the thongs of his sandals, I'm not even worthy to untie. We're here to, to prepare the way for our king. We're here to point to him in everything. Jesus is preeminent. We want to be biblically based. That means everything we do comes under the authority of scripture. And if I'm honest, I worry that that sometimes in the church, we're starting to, to judge scripture instead of letting scripture judge us. We go to the Bible so that the Bible would show us who we are and what we need to change. The Bible judges us. And so we need to be in the word and study the word and meditate on the word and 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 just immerse ourselves in God's truth. We want to be spirit led. Oh, my. Let's let's just please stop. Please stop trying to work out how we do church, how we do ministry with our own good ideas, with our own nice intentions, with our own little strategies. Let's seek his face. Let's listen to his voice and then let's choose to be obedient. This is simple. This isn't profound. But do you know what I've noticed? It's the simple things we get wrong. It really is so often the obvious things we, where we lose our way. And that's a simple thing to say to be spirit led. But it's not an easy thing to do. We have to put a check on ourselves. We have to put a check sometimes on our ambition. Sometimes, sometimes we can do things. Those of us that are leaders, but all of us in the church, that are about our preferences, what makes us look good, rather than we're, we're soldiers in his army. We're, we're disciples in his kingdom. He's the king. We're the servants, as well as the friends, as well as the ones who are loved. We're servants and friends. And so we need to be spirit led. We need, as I said, to listen to his voice and then obey it. Do you know, obedience is, is the missing ingredient. Obedience unlocks doors. Obedience, obedience uh, opens the way for miracles to happen. Obedience is, is just, if you love me, said Jesus, you'll obey my commands. If you love me, you're my friends if you do what I command you. Do you want to show your love for Jesus? Do you want to be his friend? Well, let's do more than singing songs, and I love singing songs. Let's worship with our lives as well as our words, with our obedience. We want to be a people who, who build an alternative kingdom community. You know, our home is not this world. We're just passing through. And we want to get involved in society. And as Jesus people, we want to help make society better. We want to stand for justice and against injustice. But if there's one thing we've seen with some of the horror stories that have come from our dear friends in America, is when we start aligning with a political system, and we say that system, whether it's of the right or the left or the centre, that's the kingdom. We get it wrong. That's not the kingdom. The kingdom 
is where King Jesus reigns. The kingdom, it, the church isn't meant to be an expression of the kingdom. And so let's let's build the kingdom. Let's build a, the alternative kingdom community. It's about the church being family, not a business. It's about in the church us valuing one another. It's about in the church us doing all those one another sayings in the New Testament, encouraging one another, forgiving one another, uh, not judging one another. There's so many of those. It, it's it's about building one another up. And we need to do that as a as something that is is a first priority, not an afterthought. And not just with the people that we initially like. You know, those that we don't like, if we start serving them. If we start encouraging them, we start to love them. We really do. We really do. And that's how people change. So we in the church, we're the alternative community that people see him in us. There's only one celebrity uh, allowed in the church of Jesus, and that is Jesus. He's the only one. And we need to repent as the church of getting so excited, uh, whether this celebrity or that celebrity knows someone vaguely who has an uncle who's a Christian leader or something like that. You know what? The world is not going to be converted if Justin Bieber is in the church or not. And I have nothing against Justin Bieber, although I obviously prefer Simon and Garfunkel. Um, but it's the world is not going to change because any other celebrity is in the church. It's Jesus. We proclaim Jesus. He's the winsome one. If people see Jesus, they will flock to Jesus if we just get out the way. It's about being a church where it's every member ministry. Everyone gets to play. Everyone gets involved. It's not about a hierarchy of power. It's about washing people's feet and raising people up. It's about being a church of generosity, living generously. I can't say it enough. It's about being generous. And, and in the church, we've, we've, we've ruined that phrase because so often when we've said be generous, it's give more to the church offering. It's so much, it's so much more than that. It, it's, about, it's about giving to others of our time, of our talents, giving our hearts away, giving the best away, opening our homes, using our cars for the sake of other people. You know, and, and it works. It really flipping works. I'm not very good at that. But during this lockdown, I tell you, I started praying after a while. What can I do for my neighbours that I hardly know? So, do you know, I, I suddenly thought I'll start cooking for them. So I've been cooking and uh, I started making my favourite dishes, my Greek dishes, macaroni du forno, which is amazing, and gleftigo, which is leg of lamb cooked in its own juice with oregano. And, and there's two, actually, legs of lamb in my oven over here right now. And I'm going to give them to my neighbours. And I've been going round different neighbours. And I, they think I'm eccentric. They do. You know, what, what, what person goes, goes knocks on the door and says, here's a leg of lamb cooked for you. Here's some magaroni de furno, which is like lasagna, but only better um, for you. But do you know what's happened? And I love it. Is I've got to know them all. And they accept it and they're kind and they get in touch with me 
and they ask me to pray for them. They do. And they and and um they ask me if there's anything they can do for me. And it's just made relationships just by getting out of myself for once in my life, living for others. Love our enemies. Love our enemies, folks. That's how we turn them into our friends. I've run out of time. I've gone way over. Crofty's going to kill me. Oh, and I haven't used any scripture. Oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? Is there a scripture that summarizes this? Fortunately, there is. The day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. The Spirit came in great power. What was the fruit? You read it at the end. Beginning at verse 42. This is the fruit of the Spirit coming. They devoted themselves, devoted to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, being community, to the breaking of bread, putting Jesus at the centre. When you break bread, when you take the bread and the wine, it's a remembrance of Jesus and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Generosity. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together on Zoom. No, in those days it was in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. You see all the togethers with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, daily, the Lord added those who were being saved. God bless you. May we be that church. <laughs>